In this week's bonus episode, we're doing a partial series review, but it's no run-of-the-mill movie bullshit, so you know what time it is. gets my dick hard <laughs> so uh yeah i think the music kind of gave it away but this week we're doing a little something different we're uh you just wanted to do something fun so we're doing a little bonus episode we're gonna start you know maybe even branch out into a whole new like another little side project side series of horror video games and we figured what better way to start off than kind of the original horror game sort of at least gothic horror themed the original castlevania and uh some of the pre- some of the sequels we're going to talk about, you know, it's a partial series review. We're not doing the entire series because of goddamn way too many games in that to do. But we're going to talk about it. Um, this was kind of Aaron and I is one of our first uh, beloved video games when we were kids. Absolutely. Like, I remember Castlevania. I remember getting the game, borrowing it from my friend Mark Lehman, who lived across the street from me, popping it in. And just the intro, just the, you know, like that intro that came in. Yeah, it was so cinematic for a Nintendo game at first yeah. time. Yes, uh, and, and it's, I'm like, this is about killing Dracula, and there's Frankenstein, and there's a mummy, and there's a hunchback, and there's zombies. I'm just like, as a kid, yeah, I was blown away. Yeah, like every famous, like, you know, mythical monster, horror, gothic horror monster, Maybe except werewolves. That might be the only thing. It had wolves, but I don't remember werewolves in it, but like it had everything else. And yeah. this was the game, one of the few games, one of the many games, one of the few games I remember as a kid that I, I was so jealous of everybody who had it. Cause I never actually owned Castlevania myself. I, I do now much later, but as a kid, it was one of those games that always like, I kept, I, I didn't have it. I always had to borrow from somebody else or play it was at somebody else's house. It was, was always one of those I always desperately wanted um, uh, then my, I, one Christmas, my parents got me Castlevania two Simon's quest. They gave me that for Christmas one year, but it's like, it wasn't quite the same, uh, but we'll no. get, into, we'll get into that one later. But yeah. So like I said, this is, you know, we might do this as a, a as a bonus series on our Patreon page. If you, we want talk about other horror games down the road, like, you know, other series and other franchises, uh, just something to do as kind of a side project. So we're just going to start off with a kind of just a, basically a, a loose conversation, our thoughts, our memories, of the Castlevania games that we've played and we have experience with. Uh, you can disagree with us all you want, or you may not get to these certain games you may want us to, because like I said, these are ones that we've played or that we have fond memories of. Um, and since Aaron was kind of the one who spearheaded this idea, I'm going to you know, kind of let him uh, take the take the leads on this one and kind of let him run the, kind of run the show on this, and I'll just kind of chime in here and there. So uh, yeah. Aaron, I mean, take it away, man. Yeah. Castlevania is probably one of my favorite video game series of all time. Um, it kind of got me hooked on video games. I mean, just starting off with the original Castlevania artwork on the front, it's fucking phenomenal. I mean, it's really cool. Actually, I have a shirt that uh, Cincinnati Jeff 
from Here Comes a Spooky podcast got me for my birthday, which is really sweet. It was a Castlevania shirt. And uh, I couldn't I couldn't be happier. It's actually very, very cool. But did you know there's an actual plot to Castlevania? <laughs> yeah, there is an actual storyline. Which again, <laughs> for for like a Nintendo game, I'm saying it's the only one, but there's it's very few. I mean, all games have some kind of plotline, but this one had like a real like storyline and like stuff like character depth and like yeah, character backstories had, to it that you it could actually get into. Booklet. So much of it was in the booklet and it's it's not really translated in the game very much because the no. game you literally start off with your whip or the vampire killer as it's called. Yeah. And you go along and you just you just start kicking ass. It doesn't even have a little intro or prologue or anything like that. Well that's but like, yeah, is, again, because NES games were so limited in what they had available that they couldn't they didn't have the extra memory or, or you know capacity to do a lot of the backstory cinematics. So all a lot of the Tokyo like Legend of Zelda is a big one for that, but I get all the backstory of like Hyrule or in this case, Castlevania in the old instruction manual booklets that came with the game that were so kind of cool. Get a load of this. In the year 1691, Transylvania enjoyed a century of peace. Thanks to legendary hero, Christopher Belmont, not Simon Belmont, who we play as, who was a vampire hunter who vanquished Count Dracula 100 years ago with his trusty whip, the vampire killer. Um, during an Easter celebration, a hundred years later, during the res- of, during an Easter celebration, some evil men with darkness in their heart seized upon the opportunity uh, because the power of Jesus is weakened, and the hearts <laughs> of men and have yearned for chaos and destruction. They were able to revive Count Dracula. Um, the men succeeded in bringing him back. A bolt of lightning enveloped a monastery where it was held where a ritual was held signaling the resurrection of count dracula his castle comes back minions return and then simon belmont who's alive at the time because christopher belmont was the first one 100 years ago just said ah shit well i'm the guy who carries the vampire killer whip it's my turn to take uh, on dracula and in the castlevania game he goes to castlevania kills dracula but in the process was horribly wounded did you get any of that from actually playing the game? Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Again, that's why it's like those there's so much hidden stuff in those like in those instruction manual booklets or those old games that if you don't read them, and a lot of kids, you know, probably, you know, eight years old and stuff aren't reading those other than like, you know, the instructions like, okay, here's how you jump, here's how you attack, or here's what this is. But like the backstory stuff, I don't think a whole lot of kids read that um, no. at younger ages. So yeah, there's a lot you don't but it's so cool that it's there that they thought about they put the time and effort to do that. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's it's really cool. Um, I I like the game. I like the way it starts. I like Simon Belmont, the character. Um, you know, they say he's a 22-year-old vampire hunter who's a descendant of Christopher Belmont. Um, he's, he's the nemesis of Dracula. Um, this whip is passed down from generation to generation, and he just happens to be the one who has to go back out and fight Dracula. I think that's pretty cool. Um, but man, when you start off, everything seems to be going pretty smooth until uh, the gameplay starts coming in. The gameplay is pretty smooth. It's not bad for a Nintendo game. No, but there's there's one flaw that just drives me nuts, and that's when you get hit, you fly backwards. Yeah, the knockback, and you can't control it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Anytime you get hit, you get knocked back. Yeah, and, and that, that's why I mean the games. I mean that's probably one of the most legendary. You know. F- mind-numbingly furiating things about that game. It's so beloved with that knockback. I mean, that that's probably made hundreds and thousands of 
kids, you know, from our generation just rage quit at, at some point from that game for that damn knockback. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's especially like you so far in, or when you get knocked back and you get knocked off the ledge or into the water or, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's terrible. Even um, in the beginning, like when you go down the step, like you're the, right when you enter the castle and you go down the steps and little merman, yes. fishmen are jumping. Yeah. And right. Okay. And I try to jump across and I get hit by a random little fireball that they shoot up and boom, I'm dead on the first fucking like, <laughs> the, like the <laughs> The worst, yeah, if you're on the stairs, God help you, because <laughs> you can't jump, you can't do anything on the stairs in the first game. It's up or down or get hit. Like that, you're, yeah. you're just sitting duck at that point. And it, you, it's yeah, it's notor- this game is notoriously difficult. It is about precision. It's about learning patterns. And as a kid, I could only get so far because I didn't have the patience or the yeah. wherewithal to figure out the patterns yeah and again like i said i never owned the game as a kid so i was at the, the mercy of like you know whoever's house i was at would let me play it long enough or if i borrowed it for a certain amount of time but yeah most of the time it was uh i get like same thing i get so far and i'd run out of time or i would honestly the knock i get so frustrated i just like i i I'd get, quit but i mean it was still at the same point it's so it's still so good and yeah. i mean it's no i mean yes it's, it's very very difficult especially the further you get but I mean, it's not like Ghosts and Goblins or you know whatever it is difficult. Oh yeah, that's even harder. Or Ninja Gaiden, but goddamn. Um, but man, yeah, there's just so it's just so compared to other games. Even though it's still a side score, it just to me the whole experience seems so episodic, or just so not episodic, but so epic. And so yeah. like even playing it felt almost like a movie. Uh, even though there were no real cutscenes, but like compared to like you know going around playing Super Mario Brothers bopping around hit headbutt things you know right. and jumping and stuff didn't have the same like intense like but when i'm playing castlevania the first one it's like there's something about it that feels so much more intense so much more like this like i keep using the words but cinematic playing the game that I'm it was killing, just so great i'm killing monsters i'm yeah. well, i have a and you know i can upgrade my whip i have side whips i can throw a knife at people i can throw holy water at people battle axes you know? arcing around boomerangs yeah, yeah i mean it's it, it was so cool uh, what was your favorite side weapon? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I like I like two. I had two favorites. The axe was only useful in hand. Like the axe was great for like the bat in the beginning, but yeah. I get kind of lost this thing. The boomerang was nice because it would you know you would get the double hit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's the the dagger or the, maybe the boomerang or holy water. One of those three probably. But I I I don't remember which one was my favorite. The stopwatch, baby. Oh, yeah. I forgot about stopwatch. The stopwatch is great. It freezes time. Yeah, I'll get forgot uh, the stopwatch. Whenever those Medusa's heads would really start getting intense. Fuck those things. <laughs> Fuck those Medusa's. The Medusa's and the goddamn bopping around, like, jumpy little Igor's, which yes. at first, first I thought were monkeys, but then, you again, you read the book, and like, oh, they're, it's Igor's. The fucking yeah. Igor's and Medusa heads are the bane of that game. If it wasn't then for those two, you could pro- the game would probably be so much easier. Funny you bring up the Medusa heads because this game, like you mentioned before, is a great throwback to gothic horror and it fucking nails it. But it also dabbles in Greek mythology with Medusa as well, which is kind of an interesting yeah, turn. It's, it's like the weird, everything else is like very gothic horror, very like old school universal movie monsters horror. But then the Medusa is like the one thing that's kind of like, it stands out that's from like Greek mythology. Like that's, it's an odd combination to throw in there. But I get it. Though. It works, yeah, because you know it's kind of like head full of snakes and 
uh, you know, it kind of fits a horror theme, if yeah. you will. But which I always thought was very cool. And uh, speaking of themes, the fucking music. Oh, you oh, can't beat the music. My God, the music is absolutely fantastic. The music was composed by Kinyu. Apparently, I'm probably going to butcher this. Kinyu Yamashita, uh, which it was a she. She uh, was the that was her only score that she when she that she provided for the series when she was working at Konami. However, it's been reproduced, featured in so many different things. It's one of her favorite pieces. Well, um, no, it's she, been, it should be. It's probably made a First of all, I never knew it was done by a woman. That's cool. But yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's one of the most iconic theme musics to ever, from all video games, especially Nintendo. For I mean, right. you know, maybe Mario Brothers and some Zelda music. But other than that, it, like Castlevania, maybe Mike Tyson's Punch Out has some classic Mega music. Man. Mega Me- Man. But yeah. Castlevania, man, that one, like, still, I think more people that that one, I think, stood the test of time more than any probably any of the other ones. It's uh, it's so good. So I was really happy to find that information out, um, and it's it's a treat, man. The music's fantastic. You know that intro piece we just played was a re- rendition by uh, Vomitron, which is like a ten minute long song. But uh, I have that song in my workout playlist. The fact that you have out. Castlevania on your workout playlist just brings yeah, such a I've smile got, to my face for some reason. I, that's a, I love that. I've got Mega Man. I've got, uh, you know, um, Austrian Death Machine, which is a heavy metal band, like all devoted to Arnold Schwarzenegger's song. My, it's so corny, but it's intense. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But here's a funny little uh, little side note here. I don't know if you knew this or not, because I never beat the game. Um, I, I just didn't have the wherewithal or the dedication to actually sit down and play through the entire game. But in the credits, they do like a joke kind of thing. They're, they credit people, and they do like a stupid little play on names. You know, uh, Trans Fisher, who is a, an actor named Terrence Fisher in one of the Dracula movies. Bram Stoker for Bram Stoker. Yeah, I do. I remember hearing about that. I see. I, I saw that on like YouTube or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. I think uh, Angry Video Game Nerd. I think that's. Like that. I think that's where I probably saw it. Was when on his it's, Castlevania series. It's ridiculous. It's so silly. I don't. I don't get it. But I, I don't know if they're trying to be funny or. I think what. so. I think they're just gonna be funny. I mean, it was Nintendo in the '80s, so I mean, and so yeah, I'm sure it was just trying to be a little humor. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of silly though. Here's another interesting piece of trivia. The game's release in North America corresponded with the 90th anniversary of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Well, that's a good marking right there. Yeah. Also, um, Simon Belt, the like the cover art that I was talking about, uh, the very cool, iconic Dracula in the background, Simon in the foreground, his back turned, looking all fucking ripped and ready to kill, uh, was inspired by a painting called Norseman by Frank Franzetta. And Frank Franzetta... Um, I don't know if you knew this or not. He does. He did a lot of barbarian artwork, like a lot of coat, like Conan stuff. Yeah, like I, saying, I think that name sounds familiar from like my D and D friends who are like all into like yeah. uh, a, lot, a lot of fancy art. Yes, he exactly. He does a lot of that stuff. And this was, uh, I think, this was back. Yeah, it was originally. It was inspired from a the Norseman that was drawn or painted in 1972. So it's a nice little homage to it. And they actually use that. They have him do a little a 2.0 version. And the Castlevania Netflix series uh, for their uh, poster, That's so cool. it's pretty cool. Um, overall, Castlevania, I give it five whips out of five, maybe, well, maybe four and a half whips out of five because it's a little too fucking hard. Well, but yeah, God, I mean, you look at it, it depends how you look at. It. I mean, from a kid's perspective, yeah, it was way too hard, but I, it's still one of the greatest 
Nintendo games and one probably one of the greatest video games in the hit in you know in history if you really look break them down by relevance and what they led to and, and what how you know the, the impact they had on the industry so but yeah. i gotta say man like again i guess i agree with you like i i never beat the game either i never other than like youtube videos or watching clips of other people doing it's got to, made it to dracula and, and try to fight them um I say most of this is a time thing. You get so frustrated at some point. I feel like I get so far, get so close. And then I guess at one point where it's just, I can't seem to get the patterns down or I just keep dying. Or so I always end up having to give up or I, yeah. like I said, it's a time thing before save game here. So you couldn't save your game. And, uh, and that was, you know, and A's and now, you know, even now, I, I won't, I, I have no shame. I'll admit like even using a game genie, like I'll yeah. plug that game genie and make, all right, let's do this shit. Let's finally beat this game. So I don't care. I still can't do it. <laughs> like it's just a pattern, man. That that knockback, those fucking Medusas and Igors, man. Like they get me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, but it does have some. It was unlucky. They had some great boss fights too. Like you know, like the Mummy and Frankenstein and yes. the the flying Medusa head. And like there are so many great like m- memorable like just boss fights in that game too. Before before you even get to Dracula, that made yeah. the game so cool and that was so. And also it gave that that other feeling of just being epic. Cause like Mario Brothers, it's all the same thing. Jump, jump, jump until you get the Bowser, and then you you can basically jump over him, not even fight him and beat the game. Right. But this game, you there are multiple it was one to me, maybe I'm wrong, but to me it's one of the first games I remember, other than maybe Contra, that seemed to have like multiple bosses. I, I take it back. I take it back. Mega Man had bosses too, but you said it's just I don't know, different to me that it's at these really iconic multiple boss fights that each were so different and unique that uh, it, it, it was just so, so cool for its time. It was uh, a great time. Uh, but then came out Castlevania two Simon's quest. Yeah. And yeah. this game does not nearly live up to the, it was probably, yeah, it was probably a big disappointment compared to the first one. Yeah, it, it's definitely yeah. A, a, People are supposed they, to improve. This was not an improvement. Well, they were yeah, they were trying to do something. They obviously trying to do something different uh, than the first game. Trying to make it a little more like a better. Well, I don't necessarily like to use the term, but we'll say RPG ish, more uh, questing like instead of just running through one castle and do all thing. It was more try to be more, I guess, spread out and more um, grander scheme, like a larger scope, I guess, if you will. Um, yeah, and I do remember this is the game I had. This is the one, the first Castlevania game I my parents gave this to me for Christmas one year. I was so excited to get a Castlevania game, and then I played it. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I felt so like I want Castlevania. And I got this, um, but yeah, the, the, the biggest gripe, and I think everyone knows what it is. It's it's the when a game pauses and says, "What a terrible night for a curse," and it takes forever to go from day to night. And then you have to fight zombies off or stay away from it until it turns day again. You know, and if you go, if you go into a level, the 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 monsters are harder to kill. They take more energy off of you at night, which is a cool concept. See, as I was saying, it, it maybe was a little flawed in execution, and that not what people again, not what people were expecting or maybe wanting at the time. Maybe it was ahead of their time, but I think it was a cool concept, and I I actually liked it, but it did suck. It seemed, and then you go into town at night. All the shops are closed, so you couldn't buy anything, couldn't do anything. So you, you just had to wait. Yeah, yeah, for an NES game, it was I think highly ambitious, but it just didn't have the technology to to really expand upon that. And because 
or do anything. Cause like, what are you going to do at night in time? Well, I can't do anything. So now I'm just wasting time. Yeah. Um, it's wasting so, my time as a part, as a player, but right. Uh, and it was so fucking hard as far as like the puzzles, because there was no hints to some of these things. If it wasn't for Nintendo Power, like back in the day, I mean now with YouTube and stuff. But I mean the goddamn tornado, yes thing. And like, like how is any kid? And again, we're, like grand, they're probably you know teenagers and people in their twenties playing this when it first came out. Older gamers, but you know, I'm I'm looking from my perspective. I'm what eight. 10, maybe 12, 10 years old or something like eight to 10 when this comes out, like there's no way us as, you know, 10 year olds at best are going to figure that shit out. Like that's infuriating. And I remember there's one point where you come to like a lake where it's it's a false lake. It's a fake lake. And again, you have to like squat down like every other place in the game, water kills you instantly. But this one, it's like a false floor. Like there's water there. But you can see just a smidge of black space underneath it, which means you can jump down into the water and go into like a cave underneath the surface, which again is like a total bullshit fuck you trick. It's like there's no way you would think to do that on your own. It, it, so it made it so difficult and so infuriating to try to beat that game. Whereas the first one, again, was just no more straightforward go through the castle, kill everything. Occasionally, you'll find some food in a wall uh, uh, if you know where to hit the wall right. Um, gotta get, the, get, gotta that, get that pork. Yeah, get that wall turkey because uh, everybody knows wall turkey is the best turkey. And uh, right. so it's straightforward. It's so, but yeah, this one was so much more convoluted, so much more puzzly and harder. And, and I think it's just because they tried to do too much with too limited amount of technology at the time. Programming, what yeah. have you. Yeah. I mean, it. I remember playing this game and kind of feeling the same way. And I would get, I got fed up pretty quick, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I, when you go to towns and let's just talk about the premise of the game. So it's seven years after Simon Belmont originally defeated Count Dracula. Uh, after he delivered the final blow to the Prince of Darkness, Count Dracula placed a curse upon him that would send him to an early grave unless Simon revived him. So I guess that's that terrible wound. Um, so, that's what's happened. So he, it's Simon Belmont has been cursed. Basically, he's going to die if he doesn't resurrect Dracula. But he says, fuck that. I'm just going to grab all his body parts and destroy him. So he goes to Jova, Veros, Aljaba, Aldrun, Aldon, Fetra, and Goulash. These are the names <laughs> of towns to go to. Yeah. To liberate the people and search for Count Dracula's body parts, which have been hidden in five different manners. Uh, once he gets all the parts... Uh, he took him to Dracula's castle and burned them. Um, yeah, so that's that's what he does. And then, of course, when he when he does that, he forgot to burn Dracula's fang. Well, Dracula comes back and they fight, and you know, Simon Belmont wins. So, so that's, Dracula that's the pre- in this is like, ah, uh, what's that movie? There's a movie like if. You- shit i'm forgetting but there was some movie or some some pop culture thing where some enemy like if you didn't kill every little bit if there's one little piece that remained one cell remained he could totally reform himself like i think you're thinking all z <laughs> cell maybe i, I don't know it's like what is happening like what how is that even possible like the yeah, the Dracula lore gets crazy with this series, but uh, the joy of that also is that you can kind of get a little crazy with the lore because 
you know, it's fucking spirits and, yeah. you know, craft and magic and, you know, which, which can be fun, which is pretty cool. Um, the game itself is like, yeah, I mean, you, you, you said it so perfectly. It's just a, it's, it's a convoluted mess. And if you don't have inside information, there's no way you'd know how to play it. So it's like, the, it's almost like the game was made for you to have Nintendo power yeah, or something. I, I, you know? Yeah. I can't imagine anybody beating that game without it um, or being able to really enjoy it. I know I tried play as a kid. I tried, I kept trying to play and I, I get only get, could only get so far. Cause I just didn't know what the fuck I was doing or I'd had to like borrow, like I said, I'd had to borrow somebody's Nintendo power and then I don't even, I can't, I can't forget the fact that, you know, when you do complete like one stage, like one of the one areas, like then, then there's like a puzzle at the end, which again, if you don't throw the stake at the orb, like a wooden stake at the orb, like you can't finish it. Like again, like how are you going to know to do that? Why would you even think about throwing a wooden stake at an orb? Like it's not, like, it's just, ah, it's so fury, but it's famously bad. I know, but I do want to give it some credit. Cause I just think they tried, they really tried some very, um. Oh, what's the word? Uh, ambitious. Thank ambitious. you. Ambitious. Thank you. That's the. That's it. Ambitious. They just didn't have the technology at the time to properly pull you, it off. I'll tell you something else that's pretty ambitious. Did you know it had three different type types of endings? No, I didn't. I don't think I oh. didn't know that about that one. I didn't either. I'm looking at their wiki. I looked up their wiki page and stuff, and was looking at it. So there's three different endings for Castlevania Two. There's a bad ending which happens if you don't finish the game, if you finish the game, but 15 days or more, neither Dracula nor Simon survived the battle. Dracula's grave is shown with text appearing saying the battle has consummated. Now peace and serenity have been restored to Transylvania and people are free of Dracula's curse forever. And you Simon Belmont will always be remembered for your bravery and courage. So that's the bad ending. Uh, There's a normal ending, which is you beat the game within eight to 14 days. Simon defeats Dracula, but eventually succumbs to the curse anyway. Simon kneels by Dracula's graves with a text saying, although the confrontation between Simon and Dracula concluded, Simon couldn't survive his fatal wounds. Transylvania's only hope is a young man who will triumph over evil and rid the city of Dracula's deadly curse. Then there's the good ending. If you complete the games in seven days or less. Simon defeats Dracula and is freed from his curse. He kneels by Dracula's graves, and this is what it says. The encounter with Dracula is terminated. Simon Belmont has put an end to the eternal darkness of Transylvania. His blood and sweat have penetrated the earth and will induce magic and happiness for those who walk the land. Simon walks away from the grave, but that night, Dracula's hand pushes through the dirt. How is that a good ending? Like, I know these really makes sense. The bad ending seems like, okay, well, they both die, but like all the people are safe and happy. Okay, that's not that bad. The bad, the good ending or normal ending? Okay, okay, all right, fine. They both die. New guy keeps, okay. But the quote-unquote good ending? Simon Elizabeth Dracula comes back? Isn't that like, shouldn't that be the bad ending? Because Dracula's not dead. He comes back? <laughs> Makes zero sense. What the shit, the, man? <laughs> I love the text. It says, his blood and sweat have penetrated the earth. It will induce magic and happiness. Yeah, that's fucking wonderful. Space. That's... <laughs> God, I love that. It's all those weird writings from Japan. That, that is so crazy. I love uh, it. It's so good. Yeah, so that's that's number two. Uh, and then there's Dracula 3, or pardon me, Dracula 3, Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse. Now, um, this one, if I'm mistaken, this is the first one that came out on Super Nintendo, right? 
No, this was still on Nintendo. This came out in 19, September of 1990. This was still the on, Super Okay. All right. Yeah, for for the Nintendo. One of the last Nintendo games, like la- big big time games. Cuz I'll admit right now, I don't think I ever played this one. I don't think so. And uh cuz I, I think at this point, uh, either one I just never got it and two um once it, we once the Super Nintendo became a thing, uh I I never I went Sega Genesis. I didn't go Super Nintendo, right? So I never played the, the Castlevania games on the Sega, Super Nintendo because I was I was a Genesis kid at that point. Um, yeah. Which we'll come back to three in a second, but it's important because I know uh, there's one in. Uh, no, I take that back. I think I did play this one because um, I think this is the one. Is this is this the one that introduces Alucard and he can transform into a bat and fly around? You have three different like. You can play as okay. You're playing as a Belmont. Obviously, yeah. this is this is taking place before the first one, so it's like a prequel kind of. This is taking place in 1476. Um, so you're playing as Trevor Belmont. Okay, that and- is Trevor because I thought Trevor was from the first one, and Simon came in at number two. I guess I forgot Simon was in both of them because I thought Trevor was the original one. That's yeah, why I'm so you, confused. This timeline gets me confused. Okay. This is the one where you can change characters. You can find different characters along your along the way, along your quest, and choose the yeah. play as yeah. halfway. Oh, there's Sypha uh, Blanadas. I probably Yeah, is that. that the one who's like the girl who's like white, looks almost like a ghost or something? She's wearing all white. Like a uh, like a wizard or something. Yeah, something um, like that. There's Grant Dynasty. <laughs> who... <laughs> His name's Grant Dynasty? That's hilarious. Because uh, it's it's D-A-N-A-S-T-Y. So it might be Danasty. <laughs> Danasty. I just for some reason I hear that. I just the first thing I pop I try to imitate him, but just pop Nachos McWarrow popped into my mind. Just pop Danasty would try Nasty. to say that. Um so, and then the, then there's Ali Card, like you said, who is Dracula's son. Yeah. Uh, okay, I know, did the- play this briefly. Uh, again, it was either I rented it or I borrowed it, but I never owned it. And I, it was very, very short lived. Cause I do remember loving the fact that it had different characters. I thought that was awesome. I remember thinking that was the, like the coolest thing in the world at the time, but I never got, had a whole lot of time with this one or experience with this game. Uh, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. And, and I also same here, this was a renter. Um, I remember also being pretty hard. Um, you know, I could only get to it past a couple levels, um, I couldn't unlock all the characters. I never got Alucard. Uh, I think I got Sypha and Grant, but I never got Alucard. Um, yeah, it was, I, I don't have a lot to say about this one. It looks more, it plays more like number one. Yeah. I remember it, that. I definitely went back to the, the, the original game style. I, I remember yeah. that for this one. You don't have to equip an orb and, you know, add this and talk to these people. You just, it's straight through linear side scrolling action, which is great. But I just didn't play this one that much. Yeah, I, I wish I had more opportunity to, but I never did. Um, and then it brings me to the point where, like, then it went to Super Nintendo, and that's where I kind of, I my ties with the, this franchise really disappeared for 15 years until, um, uh, which is sad because I know there's one game on Nintendo. F- which I don't know which one, if it's four or bloodlines or something, but I actually remember seeing clips of it and it looked awesome. It looks so good. It's the one where like, 
like you have like directional control of your whip. Like you can aim it up and down and diagonally and you can swing from it. Like there are so many cool looking things. Like that game looks so good. That but, is Cast F4, which was released for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah. That is, it's basically a remake of the first one. You're Simon Belmont, you're going to go kill Dracula. There's not much change in the actual storyline that has been made. It's basically a retelling of the first one. And it is fantastic. So I've been playing the shit out of that one lately. Um, and you're right. You have so much control. You can jump and, you know, go straight up, straight down. You do all, you have so much control over your character um, you still have the knockback, uh, but that's you just gotta you just gotta accept that. But overall, man, you have a ton more control. You can jump off the stairs if you need to whenever you're being yeah, attacked. Actually, being able to get off the stairs, you can you can attack on the stairs in different directions. It's really fun. Yeah, and it's that's just, the one I hear. It, I, I I hear people rave about that game all the time, and that's one I wish I had a chance to play that. I wish I owned it, but that's one I never got. Like I said I became a Genesis kid, so I, I my. For uh, for like fifteen years, like I said, my my experience with Castlevania really much goes away at this point. Um, well, your your is coming up, so you know yeah. who knows. Maybe good boy, you'll get Castlevania. <laughs> yeah, I do have like I have like this old like not old, but I got this like this. I don't know if it's a Famicom, but it, it's like a Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. On it plays all three of them on one. So I, I building up my old my old school library, but again, trying to get some of those old games is hard because they're, one they're so classic and two like, they're so fucking expensive now. I'm like, yeah, I'm not spending sixty dollars on like or more on like an old Nintendo game, you know, and you know, in in 2020. So it's but but yeah, but I again I don't have a ton to say about it, but it is fun. I've been playing it; it's a lot of fun. They have a little like like Castlevania has six levels. This one has, I think, nine. So it kind of gives you a little bit, you know, a little bit different spin on it. But it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend you trying to get a hold of it and playing it. Um, now, you talked about how you were a Genesis kid. Yeah. And did you ever play Castlevania Bloodlines for the Sega Genesis? No. I, I, I've heard the name before. I, but, again, I, I never... Honestly, I, by the time I heard that, I want to say I think it was either... It was probably like a, a, an AV, angry video game nerd uh episode or something years ago uh but no i never played it i don't think i even knew it existed during my time on the genesis um, Dude, i'm right there i felt like i never knew this game ever existed and the, i think there might be a reason for that listen to it the release date was march 17th 1994 so we were in high school yeah we were uh, freshmen in high school at that point this freshman in high school and i think if i'm not mistaken either we were kind of getting played out like like we were already in the throes of Mortal Kombat and playing the shit out of Mortal Kombat, not paying attention to anything else but Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Or also at the same time, or I think that's around the same time PlayStation launched. Uh, yeah, it's getting it like PlayStation One probably yeah. around that time. Cause I'm thinking the PS2 was 98-ish, I think, when PS2 yeah, came think out. If, there, if it hadn't gotten close to being launched, because this came out in March March seventeenth, nineteen ninety four. So this was at the very end, essentially, of the Genesis. Yeah. It was a, you know. I, so I, yeah, there wasn't. There was. I don't remember ever hearing about it. But I have an emulator, and I have the game downloaded from my Sega Genesis, and I played it before we we talked. I played it a couple of days ago. 
Holy shit, it's awesome. Is it? It's okay. such a fun game. You have good control. You can play two different characters. You can play as Eric uh, Licarde. Eric, and- that's, okay. That's the one. I was about to ask you which one, because I knew at one point you, uh, a new hero came in that wasn't a Belmont. And right. He, I think he wore, like, yeah, I thought he had someone with an L. Uh, and he wore, like, blue. Like, the Belmonts always were, like, were brown. And this guy was, like, blue or something like that. Like, his clothing, like, okay. Is John Morris. And he is the son of Quincy Morris, the Texan character from the actual Bram Stoker's Dracula book. Huh. So now tying in actual Bram Stoker's lore into this wacky Castlevania lore. <laughs> Oh, we're having an actual crossover, which is pretty crazy. Uh, I kind of love it. And this game plays pretty smooth. It's kind of hard, <laughs> but it's it it's pretty cool. I like the way it's loosely tied with the Dracula novel. Um, so let me let me read a little, little plot synopsis. 19th century Europe, Europe's greatest nations have uh, gone through great lengths to maintain balance and power throughout Europe. The inhabitants sense that war would be unfold sooner or later. Countries form several alliances who, who in turn harbored feelings of distrust of one another. On June 1914, Sarajevo, the crown prince of Austria, was assassinated as a result of chain reaction of violence which occurred to the continent. Yes, that's World War I. It was said that strange, beautiful woman was involved within the shadows. Uh, basically, she turns out to be an international ghoul. And she um, is trying to re- revive Dracula. International that, ghoul? Is this like, a, like James Bond? She's an international spy? Like, what's an international ghoul? <laughs> I just uh, never heard that. Oh, she's a ghoul. Okay, fair enough. But an international ghoul. That's kind of funny. I, I kind of love that. All right, never mind. I, 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 I meant, I, sorry, not an international <laughs> But I kind of like that, too. She, okay, her name was Elizabeth Bartley, and she turned, teamed up with a sorceress, Drolta, Zunetes, blah, blah, blah. And they're going to revive Dracula. So two ladies are getting together to revive Dracula. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they're in the Dracula uh, Netflix series, which I just, or pardon me, Dracula, Dracula, Castlevania Netflix series, which I just started watching. I watched the first season, which is only four episodes. It's like the yeah. weakest season. Like, all right, I'll watch it. It's four episodes. And then I'm like, okay. Um, I think they, as season two has come out since then, but I haven't watched it yet. So I don't, yes, I don't know. Three. Season three just dropped. Too. Three. I hope it's more than four episodes, but yeah. So <laughs> anyway, but this game is pretty cool. I really wish I would have known about this, but at the same time, I mean, you know, we're, we were in high school. It was actually towards the end of our freshman year or no, wait, pardon me. No, the end of our eighth grade year going. So we're going into high school in uh, ninth in summer of like the s- September of ninety four, so yeah, it would have been out by then. But but so high man. school, like we weren't like yeah, I was like, like I know I was still playing video games, but like my freshman, I'm trying to think like what games I was playing in freshman year, and, and again like a lot of it was yeah like Nintendo or not Nintendo, um, like Mortal Kombat had been released on the yeah. Sega, and like that was like everything. Like, I that was that's when I kind of started like my big fighting game craze. Yeah. Like, and like, yes. not, and like some of the ripoffs, like Eternal Champions, and like and of course Street Fighter Two, and like yeah, so I, that's probably why we missed it. We just it just came out at a bad time where we were just like either obsessed with the fighting game or just not really paying that much attention to other video games at that time because just 
it was such a, you know, it was just a time period for us. But yeah. So I, I never played that one at the time. I played it now. It's a lot of fun. But as far as my actual gameplay from being a kid, Castlevania, Castlevania 2, Castlevania 2 left a bad taste in my mouth. So I didn't give Castlevania 3 too much credit, even though it was way better. I just wasn't as turned on by Castlevania 3. And for so that means for like 10 years, I kind of went without playing any Castlevania games yeah. until PlayStation came out with Castlevania symphony of the night and holy shit did that rock my balls that game yeah that's that game although for me it was much much later because again i didn't i don't think i even it was even on my radar when it was on the playstation or ps2 whichever one it was when it came out um i just i think at that point i wasn't into it uh i was doing i was into other genres or other other types but uh it wasn't until i think probably like 2000 nine eight nine somewhere around there where symphony night got released on update and released on the xbox uh where i could download on my xbox uh 360 or the one or something like that um i guess we've been 360 at the time um and that's when i i downloaded that because i remember a lot of people saying you know hearing symphony night and how good it was like oh castlevania game oh cool let's give that a shot and it was different than kind of the old. It was different, but similar to like the, the it had like the, the feel, gameplay feel of like the original game, but it started incorporating more. I, again, I hate to use the term like RPG elements just because of the fact that you could get different gear and had different stats and all this stuff and different items. So um, that game got me back into it. I played a lot of Symphony of the Night as well. Um, I agree with you. That game is awesome. Yeah. So for me, it was uh, college. I was in, you know, hanging out with my in my dorm room buddies. All we we're doing is just smoking weed, playing different video games. And someone's like, hey, check out this Castlevania game. I'm like, man, I remember Castlevania. I remember that game being pretty awesome. Let's pop it in. And so me and my two roommates would just sit up all night smoking weed, playing Symphony of the Night, passing the controller around. It's like, man, I'm getting tired. You take over. Which, or, hey, uh, I'm just curious, is this his freshman year? Like, I mean, I'm trying to make, was it Paul? Was it uh, Justin? Which room, or is this one of the other roommates you had like, early on? Paul and Justin. Paul and Justin? Okay. Yeah, Paul of uh, Pop Culture Intervention Podcast. So check them out. A little plug for you there, Paul. But yeah, and it was so much fun. Because it did have, I think what this game did is made number two, like took the ideas from number two, all the shit that kind of fell apart from number two, and applied it to a system, and to uh, and they did it, they executed it perfectly, doing the RPG elements, the you know, it, the things that kind of screwed up in number two, they nailed in this one. And the graphics, I I forget, you know, again, I kind of forgot that it was released on a PlayStation One. Because so many of the graphics, when I think PS One, I just think of like the blocky, very polygon, like very blocky, like yeah. original Tomb Raider type graphics, that three D yeah. stuff. But this is getting more; it's two D side square, so they could probably get away with it more. But the graphics were so cool for it, for that game, and I remember like just the way Alucard moved, like the way he walked, his movement was so fluid, and like the way he had like this little, like little like this shimmer, like or this trail behind him, like as he moved, like. Like, like almost like there was like multiple versions of him following behind him. It looked great. And the opening, that game, when you first play it, like you, it throws you right in, like throws you in the deep end. And you're just like, you're here's fight Dracula off the bat. And then you're fighting like these, 
you're going out this hallway and finding these giant fucking dog, like demon dogs. They're huge, they're gigantic. And he's like, <laughs> one hit, one hit, one. And you're like, oh my god, I'm the most powerful beat in the world. This is awesome. I'm like, kill everything. And then, then it smacks you like a bitch back down to earth and it takes everything away and says, fuck you, you're on your own. Start from <laughs> scratch now. <laughs> Punch your way. You start punching skeletons and taking. Swords. Yeah, and like, but at the same time, it was—it's so cool. It, it's probably—it's probably my next to the the first the the original. It's by far been my favorite Castlevania of the series that I've played. And um, this one kicks your teeth in with the music as well. It's yes, so good. So music good. is so good. Like the like the even the loadings. Like when you first turn it on, it's like this almost like Gregorian chant or, you know, it's like this soft, like hymnic, hymnal kind of singing, you know, it, it's, it's kind of creepy, gothic kind of feel. And the music is just fantastic. The inch, they have an organ in the beginning, but then it gets into more of a rock and roll type thing. The music's great. I just love, and I love, yeah, you could save your game. You could go into a coffin, save your game, spin around a bunch, a coffin blows up and you're good to go. I mean, it was great. Um, but then it had the, the death scene, like, oh, God, I hated that, that death scene got on my nerves because, you know, you start dying a lot eventually. But, God, yeah. it sticks, it burns, it's burning my hand, like, that it laughs at you and, like, the, the, the shimmer of the screens, like, oh, you're dead or something like that. And it's like, it's like, oh. Wild. It just doesn't continue, you know. It's like you got to go through a lot of shit, too. Yeah. So I recently started playing that one again. Um, it's harder than I thought, but I think I was also a little too drunk to be playing it. Yeah. It, it's challenging. It, it's good, but the thing that the problem with that game that got to me is, uh, as much as it is like it's a side score like the first one, but it also to me had a little, just a little dash, a little pinch of Metroid thrown in, in the fact that the castle is so goddamn big in the map system. It was like Metroid. You go up, you go down. Like you, I just, you, I would get lost so easily in that game like where the hell am i going because you gotta go here to get this and you gotta backtrack to go get that and it's a yeah. lot of backtracking back and forth over here all like metroid was which i never got that far because i just i kept getting lost as a kid but yeah and then it, i finally got to the point in the game like all right i'm finally got i got like halfway through and you think you're you think you win or something like that nope then it just flips the castle upside down on end and then it makes you go through the goddamn thing backwards and upside down or something like that and at that point it was like then it made me worse. Like I, that's where I stopped playing. Like I was like, I was like, I can't, I, I didn't have time to, when I was playing, this is years and years ago now, but at the time, like I didn't have the patience or the time to try to map my way through it and, and right. uh, uh, figure it all out. So I'm like, ugh, I just, and I just found other things. I started going, playing other games or doing other stuff. And I just never got back to it. Uh, but I do remember, but the game is awesome and it's definitely worth playing. And at- I, it's yeah. it's a lot of fun um that's why it kind of helped i got pretty far in it too like we flipped the castle over we went back we explored like because it has a little thing meter on the side like how much a castle you explore you know we explored over like 95 percent of everything um but it helped having two other people who are one just as engaged as you were and two, when you're tired of playing, you're just like, okay, so someone take over. And of course, they'd be like chomping at the bit, like, yeah, I get to play now. So we got pretty damn far playing that, but it took three of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, where do I go here? Well, don't you remember? You got to go back and you got to get this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that helped out a lot. 
Ah, weed. It's a power thing. <laughs> Keeps you right in the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so that pretty much after that game, that's pretty much where my Castlevania... I don't. I haven't really played any. I've seen clips. I remember some. Uh, I can't remember if I even played. I may have played it briefly. It was. I think it was on. Uh, I have been PS2 or uh, Nintendo 64, but it, it was like it was like a a weird 3D Castlevania where at one point you were playing like a Japanese schoolgirl or something like that who was running around like whipping skeletons and on motorcycles or something like it was the weirdest stupidest thing um so i don't even remember i can't even say i played i don't know i just i but that's pretty much where my castlevania experience ends uh i mean there was all kind of castlevania lament of innocence castlevania aria of sorrow yeah castlevania curse of darkness order of alicia um yeah and then there was the Lord of Shadows, Castlevania Lord of Shadows. And that one came out for Xbox 360. And my wife, being a sweetheart, sweetheart, she knew I like I that's when I first started replaying Castlevania. This was probably about I don't know, six, seven years ago. Yes, I remember this. Yes, I, I, I yeah. Oh yeah. To be kind of into Castlevania again. That's cute. Oh, look, there's a game for the Xbox 360 called Lord of Shadows. And I popped that bad boy in there, and holy shit, is it weird? <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. The gameplay wasn't bad, but it was, it just didn't feel like Castlevania. For me, it was always that side scroll action at its finest. That's what I really liked about Castlevania. This was more 3D, more expansive. You had a big world you went through, there was a combat system. There were very amazing cinematic cutscenes. Um, fucking Patrick Stewart is of one of the voices in that game. <laughs> the game is very, very, it's got a lot to going for it. It really does. It just didn't grab me though. It just really didn't get me over the hump of like, yeah, I'm going to throw myself into it. And to be perfectly honest, I'm not a huge gamer. So it takes a lot for a game to really grab me. I felt like this one was close. And if I go back to it and play it, maybe, but it was, it just, it just didn't quite get me. Plus at the same time, I lived in a, a smaller apartment um and we didn't have a good setup for video games so uh yeah maybe that's maybe that's one of the reasons one of the things that led me down that path but i was blown away that patrick stewart was a voice in that that's correct yeah i didn't know that part of it i, I remember you telling me i remember years ago when you told me melissa got you a, a new castlevania game but yeah i haven't played it i don't know um so basically yeah i i stick with the original like probably the first i guess the first four and then Cynthia and the Night is kind of like that's my go, that's my Castlevania go to. That's my Castlevania world. I'm happy with it. Maybe you know Bloodlines. You know that'd be. I guess maybe check try to check that out someday uh, as well. But yeah, one one, one through four in Cynthia Night. That's that's my that's my Castlevania comfort. So that's all I really need when it comes to the Castlevania video games. I'm, uh, I'm right there with you, um, and I'm so glad that retro gaming is kind of in again, or people kind of like it, think it's kind of cool. Because it 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 takes, especially being older, you know, uh, than a lot of a lot of gamers today. Uh, it's just nice. It, it it's like revisiting. It's like just kind of going back to the past and remember, you know, grabbing your fucking Kool Aid and sitting down and playing games and you know talking about it on the bus and stuff. And you know, it, it's it's those kind of memories and feelings that come back whenever you play those games. Right. Uh, it's nice to visit the past. You don't want to dwell on it, but it's always nice to kind of visit here and there. Yeah. So it was. 
it's a lot of fun to play these and even like discovering new ones like bloodlines which again i recommend dude it's a lot of fun so yeah i'm i'm really happy with castlevania it's one of my favorite video games uh series of all time gotta check it out guys um i'm sure probably everybody's listening probably has but this is just our little walk the memory road and wanted to talk about castlevania for a bit i do want to clarify just just to clarify one thing i said at the very beginning of the show um that I said Castlevania is like the first horror game or something like that. I, I, I very well aware that it is not the first video game ever based on anything horror. So I don't want, you know, people thinking well, I don't, but I just want to say it's a, it's the first mainstream one. I mean, there were, you know, there was a Halloween and a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game on yeah. the Atari system. Uh, and I mean, then, so, but I'm going to say this, like, this is really like the first Gothic horror that kind of was mainstream that everybody knew and kind of really helped. I think, help pave the way for future games like this other like uh, loosely based horror themed um at least that kind of character that that uh it brought, atmosphere I, I feel i feel like it brought kids into horror a little bit um honestly it did for me playing this game it's like oh there's dracula there's frankenstein there's mummies there's you know all kinds of different creatures and ghouls and god these things are cool i want to know more about them and yeah. it, it kind of helped i mean it didn't like open the door for me in horror but at the same time it was another avenue where i could be like yeah it's cool you know it's cool to like horror stuff yeah uh i just want to clarify that so people didn't like start saying like well if you, well if you know you did you are were you aware that blah, blah, blah. I, you know yes i'm aware i get that um uh anyway that's that's i think i i got nothing more to add to it this was just kind of fun and we were going this is longer probably going on longer than we initially thought it was going to anyway um but I just wanted to have some fun with this. And like I said, this is probably, might become like a bonus series we do on our Patreon page. Uh, so if you want more, check out our Patreon um, and become a subscriber there and you'll get more bonus content. Yeah, uh, there's and, lots of horror video games out there. Yeah, we'll probably about. do like a whole, we'll probably do Resident Evil. We'll probably do, uh, you, know, you know, maybe some of the online ones. Like, you know, uh, you know, we got a whole, there's a whole world of horror video games. We can Silent Hill, that series like, that we can start talk, delving into and, and discussing. Okay. And I'm actually really excited about that because I love horror video games. I, I, it's obviously one of my favorite genres, and I, I play a ton of them. Um, so I'm looking forward Dude, to doing this in the, more of these in the future. Sometimes you scare me too much. What? Sometimes they scare me too much. I scare you too much? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, some of them have gotten real creepy, man. There's some they've, they've gotten pretty scary like, at, at, at some point. Some of them are kind of like, you know, they've done a good job having some good jump scares and some real creepy, disturbing atmosphere that really – sets the mood better um, than some movies. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to doing more of these in the future. Um, right now, this will be on our regular, our regular site, but all the, I think the future, future ones we do will be on for, will be Patreon only content. So uh, to make sure you check us out. And, and uh, if you want to uh, sign up on our Patreon page, we really appreciate it. Um, but I think that's going to do it for us. And, and you have anything else you want to add before we, we sign off for, for, for the night, for the, for the, for the time? Yeah. It was fun revisiting this with you, man, because I remember growing up with you and playing these games and talk about them so much. Yeah. So it's pretty fun to do it again. Uh, and I hope you guys liked it. If you like it, let us know. And just one last thing. We're going to clarify. Have, did you, have you beaten any of the Castlevania games in the entire series ever? Because I no. have not. I have yet to ever beat a Castlevania game. As much as I have never beaten one of them. <laughs> I may have beaten Symphony of the Night, but I was so stoned I don't remember. <laughs> Is that the one like what is a man but like a 
pile of flesh and lies or something like that. It's really weird. <laughs> it's a miserable pile of secrets. Oh, the voice acting is so yeah, dog shit. It's so horrible. I can't believe we should have talked about that, but we're not going to. Well, oh, that's for oh. another time. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back later. Uh, so you know what to do in the meantime. Watch more horror, horror movies or video games. And remember to always keep it tight. <laughs>